Podcast 5, Noah's Wife. Hi and welcome back to our series on Who Are You? which is a study that's looking at the life and significance of characters from the Bible. Now, here we go. Today's my favourite. <laughs> Every week, that's how I open it up, yeah. isn't it? But it really is. I, I love this one. And I think I love this one. Well, first of all, it's our first Old Testament person. Yeah. Okay, everybody else was involved in the life of Jesus so far, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but this one, we're going right back to the beginning. Yeah. Okay, so today we are going to look at Noah's wife. Woo! Yeah, Mrs. Noah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's interesting because for, for several reasons. And I think the first reason is because we don't know anything about her. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look at the facts, I mean, it literally is one line. Yeah. Yes. She gets, I think, actually one line wow. um, in the Bible. And uh, but don't worry. Hang in there. We'll get to that. As I keep saying, that's that's we'll get to that is my new replacement for we'll look at that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will get to it. Um, but I what I loved about Noah's wife, the study of Noah's wife, is that for me, internally in my head, I've got questions going all the time. Yeah. So the more yeah. I hear about the story and the more I hear about her significance, I've got lots and lots of questions. Um, should we kick off? Let's yeah. get yeah, going. Let's, let's find it. out who was Noah's wife. What do we know about her? Um, well, let's set the stage. It was only actually nine generations after Adam wow. that the whole world became completely corrupt before God. And it was filled with such violence and sin that God wanted to kill everybody. Gosh. I mean, yeah. that's Genesis 6, verse 11. I mean, that's that's a cheery mm. opener, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> it is. Wow. I know. But that was wow. the situation. Yeah. It was only nine generations. Um, and, you know, you think that nine generations isn't a lot. It isn't, yeah. is it? That's not a, a, you know, a huge span of time, really, yeah. is it? But even within nine generations, we went from perfection mm. to complete debauchery. Yeah. yeah where God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden to the fact that God got so angry and fed up with the people that he wanted to kill everybody. Wow. He wanted to wipe out the whole earth. So that's sort of our op opening scenario, yeah? Mm. Um, so God was definitely angry with the whole earth, but amongst the whole earth, he found Noah, and Noah was the only one in the earth who was faithful. Yeah. We're told that in Genesis 6, verse 6 to 7. So can we imagine that? So if you think about the town that you live in, mm. okay, or the place you live in, mm. that I would guess there would be more than a thousand people living yeah. in that place. So let's imagine the town where we live in, that every single person in that town or city was completely corrupt and God wanted to wipe them out apart from you. Wow. I mean, that's that's a that's a quite hard to comprehend yeah, with our natural is. mind, isn't it? it? Is. But I think that's going to come with a price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we know that what happened was God was angry. He wanted to wipe out the people. He wanted to, to end the earth as we knew it. But God found the faithfulness of Noah's mm. heart and he was the only mm. one. So what God did was he made a covenant with Noah that he would save him, his wife and his sons and their wives. And he would save them all from destruction if they built the ark. And the ark, the instructions for building the ark would be given to Noah by God. But then that ark would carry his family and all the creatures of the earth to safety. Mm. Wow. So that's Genesis 6. Mm. So we have this really remarkable, I mean, 
miraculous <laughs> situation where God comes and makes a covenant. He makes a deal, breaks yeah. a deal with Noah. And he basically says, you know, if you listen to me and build the ark exactly as I tell you, mm. then I will save you yeah. and your family from destruction and you will be the only ones left. Wow. I mean, that just takes a lot of thought, doesn't it? I've got yes. a lot of questions in my yeah. head about that before we haven't even really got going Absolutely. yet. Um, so the interesting thing is then, we've so we've got this situation now, we've set the pace, but now we want to know about the people. Mm-hmm. We want to know about Noah. We want to know about his wife. We want to know about his sons and their wives. But the truth is, we don't hardly know anything about Noah's wife. Um, we don't even know her name. Mm. That's never mentioned. Um, we know that she lived... And we know that she was saved through a significant time in God. But her story was never told. Mm. Her story was never actually made available to yeah. us um, in the word of God. Only the story of her husband. Mm. Only the story of Noah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because here we can start to really now make assumptions about this situation. And what we don't want to do is that whenever we hear um, that the woman is not mentioned or the woman is not given a place or a woman doesn't appear to be significant in a story. Mm. We need to really resist the temptation to take on that carnal mm. thinking yeah. Yeah. because we know that whoever is in, mentioned in the word of God is highly yes. significant mm. because they have been chosen to be mm. placed in Holy Scripture for us as our brothers and sisters, but also that we are there, there's something to learn. Yeah, there's something definitely. to know. They're there for a reason. Mm. Nobody in the Bible is just there in the background. No. They're not extras. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody matters. Yeah. Um, and they're part of the story and part of the legacy and part and part of the understanding mm-hmm. that God wants to bring into our, our lives. So we can't go down that path um, of taking that on a natural mm. political level, um, an issue. We don't we don't need to raise issues of inequality there, mm. um, of of availability of culture. Um, we will hit the culture in a minute, but we don't need to get caught up in that because as we'll learn as we go through this study. Um, it looks like it's all about Noah, mm. but actually there is huge, powerful significance in who she is. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so Noah, I think is fair enough to say, is an absolute giant of faith. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Noah is highly significant in the plan of the word of God. Um, five whole chapters are dedicated to Noah and his story from Genesis 6 to 10. But his wife literally gets a few lines mm-hmm. and all we're ever told about her is that she was there. Yeah. yeah. And we were also told, the only things we've been told about is that she went on the ark. Mm. That's all we yeah. know. So, you know, not a huge significant understanding. Um, and we don't ever get any story, direct story in the word of God about anything she did. Yeah. Okay. So we literally have very, no, no narrative. Yeah. All we know is that she was his wife and that she went on the ark. Yeah. That's all we know. Okay, so can you see that when we don't get full details or we get details that we deem as insignificant or small or trivial, we can just gloss over those things so easily when we read the word of God. But it's those things that we need to explore Mm. because, you know, they may appear insignificant, but we always say and we always hold on to the truth that everything is relevant in the word of God. So. We do know that Genesis does actually acknowledge her existence five times. And it literally is Noah's wife was there. Noah's wife was here. 
Noah's wife was in that position. Mm-hmm. That is all the narrative that we have about her. Five times we're told she was there. Yeah. But we never get called, she never gets called by her name. She's never acknowledged for her qualities or her contribution. There is nothing actually in the scripture that distinguishes her from anyone else. Mm. All we know about her was that she was there. Mm. And I find that really fascinating because my natural mind wants to um, make her significant. I want to know, you know, why is she there? Mm. Why did God save her? Bearing in mind, everybody else had been wiped out. Um, So... Why is it always about Noah and not yeah. about Noah mm. and his wife? Yeah. So those are things that aren't in scripture mm. and I mustn't speculate on those things. It's good to ask questions mm. and have thoughts and don't forget my list for when I get face to face with my brothers mm-hmm. and sisters in eternity because I will be asking, you know, for, you know, one of the first people will be Noah's wife. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so that really is it on information. Um, super vague. Um, not a lot of content, mm. not a lot of understanding. So all we really know is that she was there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But what can we learn from Noah's wife? Okay, this is where we start putting meat on those bones. Mm. Because actually there is a huge amount to learn from Noah's mm. wife. And that's why she's in the Word of God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the first thing that we can say that's true is that she did live through absolutely terrible violent and evil times Mm -hmm. yes if you remember what we said at the beginning the whole culture was corrupt and god was grieved Mm. we're told that in genesis Mm. 6 verse 6 so god wasn't all only furious with them but he was absolutely grieved Mm, he was sad he was he was upset Mm. he was hurt okay so he he was he was grieved by how he'd seen Mm. the culture at that time so the corruption had brought that anger of God upon them. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say, because, and we can say this because we can see and read as biblical truth what happened to Noah mm. and what Noah's life was like. So we can make an assumption, a safe assumption, that that's what her life was yeah. like as well. Yeah. Um, there's no dialogue in the word of God about they had a house, no. they had jobs. Yeah. All we see is that they were completely consumed by the ark, by the building of the ark. So, you know, she wasn't at home cooking while he was out doing the ark. There would have been a a corporateness Mm. about their building. Um, And so I think it's safe to say that her life was dangerous. Mm. And it was out. And I think it's also true to say that outside of her family, they get mentioned and named as righteous. Mm. She wasn't safe. Yeah. Um, we've seen some really good, haven't we, understandings as we read the scripture, but also through movies and things like that, um, about how really horrific the times mm, of Noah yeah, were. Yeah. And um, I know that the Noah movie that has um, Russell Crowe in mm. it, I really was staggered, really, yeah. by mm. how well they had depicted the debauchery mm. of, yeah. of the people at yeah. that time. And it wasn't just that there were people kicking off and they didn't like they were living another life and mm. they weren't in God. Mm. It was that it was dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Yes. There would have been murders, yeah. rapes, 
um, sexual mm. depravity, um, you know, abductions, yeah. murder. It wouldn't have been safe mm. to really even exist yeah. because it was so bad that it got to the stage where God was angry with yes. them and wanted to wipe yeah. them out. Mm. So that gives us an indication about how bad the times mm. were. Yeah. So they weren't just being obedient and building the boat they were also then surviving mm, yeah. in this horrific life. Mm. And that is something that we need to remember. Yeah. So she would have not been, you know, she didn't have an easy life. Mm. Um, she was the minority, yes. Um, and she was targeted yeah. because there was, they were only, mm. you know, those few people, yeah. a handful of people that, although they didn't know what was to come, um, in the sense that God was going to wipe them all out. But basically, you know, they were up against it. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's really interesting that we, because we don't know details about her, it's really easy just to assume she was weak and Mm. quiet and mousy and... But I don't think she no, was like that no. at all. She was living. She was surviving. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was living in this very, very real, debaucherous, mm. broken world. Mm. And uh, you know, I think she would have had to be a little bit feisty yes. in yeah. order yeah. in order to live through that. Yeah. Um, I think the other really interesting thing to learn about her that we learn from Genesis two verse eighteen is that without her and without her existence. Mm. Man's condition was not good. Mm -hmm. And so we know that God was angry. God made a covenant with Noah that he would save Noah and his family if they built the ark Mm -hmm. and that would save them well. And he was going to kill everybody else, wipe out everybody else. But then God said, you know, I will give the people an opportunity to repent and to, to find their way. Yeah. Um, but I'm only doing that because Noah, you're righteous. Yes. Yeah. You and your family are righteous. And I'm going to give the people a chance. chance. Yeah. Now, they didn't take that chance. Mm. Uh, and they were destroyed by God in mm. the flood. Yeah. Mm. But can we see that without her, God would have just wiped them all out? Yeah. Mm. Okay. There was grace for a season because she existed, yeah. because she was part of the righteousness. Yeah. And um, we don't get an indication in the word of God that about the state of her spirituality. We don't know anything about her, but we do know that her righteousness mm. saved her. Saved, yeah. Yeah. So that gives us an indication of the state of her mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. Yes. So we don't get the feel uh, from the original translations as we look into this, that God just saved the wife and the sons because they were Noah's. Right. Mm. It really was about the fact that he saw them as righteous. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, him and his household. Yeah. We do know, and we've mentioned this, that she entered the ark and that she exited it. Yeah. We know that, Mm. Genesis 8, verse 16, and Genesis 7, verse 7. Um, And so what we know about that, even though it's not directly told us in the scripture, is that her righteousness qualified her for life without any acknowledgement. Mm. So we don't know her name. We're not told anything about her. But just the fact that she was righteous enough to be on that ark tells us an awful lot about her. Yeah. 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 And there's something to learn there, isn't Mm. there? That sometimes we maybe um, go after the wrong things Mm. in life. We go after the limelight, the fame. Mm. We we want to climb a ladder. We want to be seen. We want to be acknowledged. We want to be... um, we want to be acknowledged for what mm. we do and what mm. we contribute. 
and we want to be known we want to be identified Mm. um we want a reputation all those things that if they are held properly are are not bad things not all of them some are but basically it is very interesting that we have this powerful woman actually Mm. who was part of only a handful of people that were righteous yeah but yet we know nothing about her. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really the first big significant yeah. thing that we can learn about this. Definitely. Is that we know the way God works is that God will give things to one person, but it will take a whole people to fulfill mm. because God's not in the business of superstars. No, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we don't do that. That's so it's right. true that God might give vision um, or destiny or prophetic understanding to one person, mm but it will take a people to fulfill that Mm. accurately in Christ. Mm. There are no lone rangers in the kingdom of God um, and all things are designed to be corporate. Mm. And so I really get that picture here that there must have been a building of Noah's righteousness Mm -hmm. um, before the ark, before the call to the ark, because God saw that he was righteous and that is why he was saved. So there must have been a history um a process mm. to getting to that yeah. position and she must have been part of that yes. because it would have been very difficult in those times i would have thought because of the nature of the times and the mm. nature of the people to live a righteous life with a wife who didn't have the same mm. values as yeah. you yeah yeah and so for me that gives us an indication there mm. yeah. although it's not directly said yeah yeah I think it's interesting that the only identity that we are given insight into about her is that she was righteous and that she was Noah's wife. Mm. And those could be things that we skim over, aren't they? Mm. Well, you know, but they're actually hugely significant things. And we'll look at this further on in the study about what it actually took possibly Mm. to be Noah's wife. Because, you know, Noah's wife, yeah, that's great. But look what he did and what he went through and also what happened to him after the flood. So there's a there's a lot of a lot of energy needed Mm. in that in that life but also that her identity was as a righteous one. Mm-hmm. Yes. So guys, what what are you hearing today? I think also carrying on from that, she and Noah brought their sons up to be righteous yes. and they in turn had as far as we know righteous wives. Yes, they did because well we can say that because mm. they were saved on the, mm. to yes. go on the boat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely would have definitely been righteous. His, his um, Noah, his wife, his sons, and their wives were yeah, righteous. Yeah. So she mm. was a part, an, an instrument in yeah. that succession. Mm. So that when the ark landed, mm. they would be able to go and procreate absolutely and mm. bring about God's. Um, well, start again. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, for yeah. God, not just for man. No, right. So um, you know, we it isn't written that. But it's an assumption almost because there was succession. Yes. So that's a very important thing. Definitely. And we'll get on to the succession later in the study. But yeah, absolutely Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's just kind of understanding the environment that she lived in. Yeah, right. And the fact that, you know, I kind of have this image almost of 
the the boat was so big that people must have known where it was. Oh god! Yeah. So it wasn't like they were in a cave somewhere and they could move every now and then when it got a bit rough. It wasn't a dinghy. Yeah, you know, it was huge. So people must have known. Oh, they're over in that field over there, or yeah. you know, they're yeah. just behind the shed over there. They people knew where they yeah. were, so they must have woken up in the morning and there'd been graffiti or something over the yeah, side of the ark. So it wasn't even like there was a distance because they were yeah. building the ark. That didn't mean that there was a separation of no. them from the people. No. They were like literally, you know, they those people could come up and, and touch the ark. Yeah. Well, there's, there are yeah. recollections in the, in the scripture. You need to read it in, in uh, through, I think, from Genesis, Genesis 6. Um, and what we see there is that they did have, what's the word, kerfuffles mm. um, and situations with the people yeah. um, that came and persecuted them. Yeah. So, um, you know, they would have had to fight off those yeah. people. We're told that. So we look, yeah, it's Genesis 6 to 10, um, chapter 6 to 10. Have a look in there. Yeah. Um, but there are some examples there of where, yeah, that they were attacked by mm. the people, laughed and ridiculed at yeah. the people and, you know, sabotaged. Yeah. Definitely sabotaged. So to be that sort of woman who could stand in the middle of that and not kind of get, um, mm. you know, um, not let that affect you. Yeah. Mm. To still be able to stand and be righteous and to be able to go through that is pretty amazing. Yeah. It is amazing, yes. Yeah, so that's really interesting, isn't it, that we, we do kind of get caught up in labels, don't mm. we? Mm. And that once we have a label and we understand that then we deem that as important yeah. so yeah. that's not really the case is it that's no. what we've got to learn god's ways are not our ways yeah, and we know i mean there is a running trait in all our studies so far isn't it and that is the fact that there are very insignificant people that yeah. do the most amazing yeah. significant things yeah, and that's the whole point of being in christ i think that's still the same today mm. isn't it yeah that if we ever come across superstars who deem themselves higher than maybe they ought to, the bell should be ringing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and for us, then we mm. just we, we we look for that humility and normal, yeah. the normality, yes. don't we? Yeah. Um, because that's who God tends to use. Yeah. yeah and so, yeah, it's really interesting. Okay. Well, let's hit another thing that's interesting here now, and I want to introduce here the idea of an ezer, e z e r. Now. Um, in the Old Testament, there were a group of women who were called Ezers. And I mean, they weren't a tribe mm. at the same time or nothing like that. But there are certain women in the Bible that we would deem from the original language as Ezers. And Noah's wife was an Ezer. Mm. And an Ezer is basically an Old Testament cultural idea of a helper. Okay? So not in the sense of a servant. Mm or one that would serve that person, um, but as a rescuer, as a protector. Um, it's the same original language understanding as, as when we say God is our help. Mm. So God is our help is an Ezra, right. okay? But it's the same spirit on these women that they would come in as God to help. Right. They would hold God, mm -hmm. hold him. So... It also means that you're superior in God, mm. yes, and it also really means that you're equal. Um, so you're not to serve man, but you're to serve with man, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Ezers were these silently powerful women, actually, mm. that their hearts were to serve mm. and to help and uh, men, mm -hmm. but also 
within that or societies and within that they actually came in not as servants or as staff or as help but they come in as these quietly powerful women that have been placed there by god in order to represent god mm. to come alongside to make one two Yes, right. and that yeah. two then to become one because yeah. there's unity. Yeah. So we get a sense of equality. We get a sense of um, a strengthening, mm. a widening mm. of, of, of the person. Um, but we get a sense of greater strength because there's a helper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same terminology as the Holy Spirit, the helper. Yes. Yeah. The one that comes and mm. helps us. But also, obviously, the first understanding of that would have been eve yeah. so it was not good for man to be alone yeah, so he yeah. gave gave adam eve who was the ezra mm, the yeah, helper yes okay so we're going to introduce now this understanding of ezra and noah's wife was an ezra mm. and that's that's mm. the terminology mm. um so we know there's lot there's lots of ezras in the old testament eve like i just said yeah. rahab was an ezra in Joshua 2, mm. uh, Shifra and Pua, the midwives in Exodus 1, verse yeah. 8, Deborah in Judges 4 to 5, and Ruth. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to go back and have a look at those mm. women with that understanding yeah. that God brought those women in, and some of them are highly, um, uh, we don't know who they mm. are. I mean, who's really heard of Shifra and Pua, the midwives, you know? But yet they were brought in um, to in mm. very in a very significant mm. time and yeah. way. Um, in order to be a help in order to birth things mm, yeah. and so this is the impression that we get from this so it's not a weak sort of um and you know somebody that we walk past and we don't even acknowledge we get a sense of strength in yes. god yeah um it's almost like a warrior position mm. a strong position a position where there is very very deliberate placement mm. um and i just love that mm. and so that kind of gives us a wider understanding of of noah's wife yeah. Yeah. more than just this woman that was just there Absolutely. <laughs> yeah yeah um so here we have noah's wife now the ezra and um she basically is very silently powerful mm. but not powerful in the sense of her carnality um, but powerful in the sense of the of her placement yeah. of her purpose um, and if you think about it she was silently powerful because she was the one who worked towards saving mankind yeah, yeah. she was she was part of that yeah. we wouldn't be here today if Noah's wife wasn't there no that's true we wouldn't be here today if she wasn't found righteous yeah and so I really love that mm. that suddenly just her presence is what is important yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the internal workings of God placing mm. her there and why mm. are just are just amazing. Mm. You know, there's some things to consider about her life. Um, we don't again know this biblically, but some things to to consider. Mm. Um the, ch the 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 son's wives, the sons and their wives, it's interesting that no children went into yeah. mm. we don't get told that children went in that's right um so what happened did they have children did they not make it we don't know that's an assumption mm. um but also she must have lost friends yeah she must have lost relatives yeah. at some point um her home mm. her possessions mm. and she lost all of this her whole life um, in order to be faithful for the mm. higher cause mm. yeah. and you know they did have a life there yeah. that's something they weren't mm. sent there 
and they just were sent there to build the boat. No. They lived there. That was their culture, their yeah. people. And so, you know, she would have been in the WI. She would have been in the, <laughs> in the you know, in the in the baby and the toddler, the yeah. toddler mums and baby groups. She would have, you know, been out at the restaurant on a Saturday night with yeah. Noah. Yeah. Um, you know, they would have had a life. Mm. And that all was lost mm. yeah. because she had to make it into this boat. Yeah. But not just for herself. Mm. Okay? Yeah. This isn't just a story of her saving herself. Yeah. This is a story of her preserving the future. Yes. 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 And the purity of what needed to be rebuilt. Yeah. Okay. So part of the Ezra spirit is that you pass on. You um, you take, give things to the next generation. Mm. You build things that last. Yeah. Mm. And um, I think it's fair enough to say that Noah's wife yeah. had heck of a lot to pass on and to... And to to pass down to the future generations yeah. very life yeah. you know without her yeah. there is no future no. yes um so if you think about it she didn't have no mean feet she basically had to rebuild civilization wow. and she rebuilt mankind yeah <laughs> we don't get any indication in the story about what she actually did and actually we don't get a story about any of them apart no, from noah no. yeah um i would be very surprised if noah built that boat alone and whether <laughs> the wives and the sons yeah. were actually working yeah. all the time yeah. on that boat with him okay um because what are they going to do what were they going to do all day mm. um she had no obvious role we're not told that there's no birthing of children, okay? Um, there's no home to take care of because there is no home. Yeah. Um, her boys, actually, are the ones that procreate mankind, not yeah. her. Yeah. So there were no children. Bearing in mind, she did have her first child at 500. <laughs> it tells us that in Genesis 5, wow. verse 32. So, oh, Lord, that just makes me want to lie down and have a, a quick rest just knowing that you have your first baby at 500. Wow. I know, amazing, huh? Yeah. Um, so obviously for us, that's quite hard to understand. But in that time and in that day, um, you know, that was that was the timings. Yeah. That, that was the measure of time. Um, so here we have this woman who is not young. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, but there is no obvious or assumed role for yeah. her. Because um, her boys had the children, not her. Yeah. And we wonder what she did but we're never told that no. okay so we can make assumptions but we don't know mm. okay let's talk now about one of my favorite parts of this let's talk <laughs> about the animals for a minute okay um so yet again we do don't we skim over the stories we all love that story of the animals two by two and <laughs> all of that although i would definitely question the spiders and the snakes yep definitely yeah. i might have even been known to kick one overboard <laughs> and we, they didn't make it you just had to step on the spiders don't you step <gasps> on the spiders they can't be doing that Naomi Sorry. oh dear oops <laughs> let's not rewrite scripture now <laughs> <laughs> um so she she would have been part of naming the naming the animals okay now we really have this misconception don't we of noah and the animals because mm. we think they went and got all the animals but we know from the word of god in genesis 6 verse 20 that they didn't go and collect the animals but we know from scripture that god brought two of every animal to them to be fed 
so yeah. there they were banging away all night and day at building this massive ark and then suddenly animals started to appear yeah. um to be fed by noah and his family and then they were put on the mm. ark okay mm. so I think that's amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is another thing to consider is that we know from Genesis 1 verse 9 to 10 that the co there was really only one continent in the times of Noah. Mm -hmm. The world was not developed as it, as it is today. Yeah. It wasn't a modern, um, you know, demographic yeah. at all. And it wasn't and it wasn't a physical geography at all mm. in the sense of how we know it today. Um, so it would have been predominantly one um, land mm. and around it would have been sea. We're told that in Genesis one. So when we hear these hugely significant things like there was nobody in the whole mm. world that was faithful and righteous apart yeah. from these handful of people. To our carnal mind, that can be quite difficult to believe because yeah. we're seeing it in modern terms. Yeah. But if there was only one continent with maybe, say, five, ten thousand 10,000 people mm. on it, you can see how that is very reachable. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yes, in the understanding of that. But also then, in the sense of the animals coming, mm. we don't have to consider animals you know covering a lot of land and no. sea to come yeah. to them that would have been a very possible thing mm. and so that just gives us a little bit of understanding and context because in noah's time it was probably one continent so it wasn't a huge inhabitants at all mm. yes yeah but bearing in mind right at the beginning of the study it was only nine generations yeah. okay yeah um I think what's really interesting about her too is that she definitely would have taught the legacy to the wives. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bearing in mind, she wasn't going to, to procreate. She wasn't going to uh, to put rear ends on seats in mm. in, in in the humanness <laughs> of life. You know, she wasn't going to contribute to the pot. You know, she wasn't going to do that. Mm. We don't. We're, we're told yeah. that we're not told that she she did that, but the wives and the husbands yeah. did. And so she would have definitely taught the legacy. Yeah. And that was her purpose. Yeah. So we don't get an indication that these women had babies already. So she would have certainly handed down the natural yes. aspect of that because there were no midwives. Yeah. There was nobody else around. No. Yeah. Um, but also definitely the spiritual legacy. And you can imagine her almost going, right, when you have these babies... Don't forget to teach them that God is mm. the king of kings yeah. mm -hmm. and that we serve him with all our heart and don't let them forget the goodness of God in our mm. life. And she would have taught them the spiritual legacy for sure. Yes. And yeah. that was her purpose, yeah. to be there, to be part of the righteousness, but also then to outpour that righteousness mm. um, and to then hand that down yeah. to really the bridge to to the future yes. yeah. because up to now we've just got almost a saving haven't we mm. of a people in a debaucherous life mm. but now all the people are gone yeah yeah yes everything's been destroyed yeah and then you literally just have your family mm. yes your immediate family yeah and there must have been such a, a sense in her of wanting to to install things in them that could be handed yes. down to through the centuries yeah that would mean that they would not encounter the yeah. anger of God again. Yeah, definitely, yeah. and I think that definitely yes. would have been part of her part of her placement mm. there. Yeah. Definitely. So, I know it's vague, but that pretty much is it on Noah's wife, in the sense of um, this amazing, you know, sort mm. of 
saving mm. um salvation almost mm. um an amazing relationship and interaction with god i think noah noah and the ark is a is one of our first really big um indications since the garden yeah. before the fall about really the intimacy of god as he would have displayed yeah. himself in the old testament there wasn't a lot of intimacy with God in the Old Testament because that was not his full no. expression mm. in that in that context. Um, not certainly not like it would be, you know, post um, Pentecost mm. or even as we experience on and know and have access yeah. today. Yeah. But yet there's something that feels very intimate mm, yeah, in so. this story about their relationship with yes. God. Yeah. And yeah. even though um, up to then a lot of the attributes of relating to God were about fear mm-hmm. and about fearing what God could do or not do and keeping um, keeping festivals and requirements yeah. and laws, yeah. we seem to get a very intimate moment here in this story mm. about God's heart mm. towards an individual. Yeah. We see God's heart towards a people which was anger mm. and want and destruction, yeah. but we also then get an indication of God's heart towards an individual, yeah, and I find that very very intimate. Yeah. yeah. So what we want to do at that point is shut the book and go. Oh, that was an amazing story. We're so blessed to have that story, but we know that the story doesn't end there because there is actually quite a few chapters then about Noah post ark. Yeah. We don't know what happened to the ark. Mm. No. Yes, we don't. we don't know if they kept it as a museum and charged people at the weekends <laughs> to come and have a look. <laughs> Perhaps that was where they held church. I don't know. We don't get told what happened to the <laughs> no. ark. Um we don't get told a lot about their no. post life, um post ark life. Um their pal, their post ark life. Um <laughs> We don't get told a lot of the details, which really frustrates me because I have so much yeah, I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we do know, uh, biblically, a few things. We know that Noah actually became a farmer mm-hmm. and we know that he planted a vineyard, but we also know that he became a drunk. Mm. And I just, I don't know if that's genius or, you know, foolishness, but there's part of me that wants to go this man just saved everybody he just built an ark for 200 years can you just let him have a little wine in the vineyard (laughs) (laughs) but i think the reality was um which came first the chicken or the egg the vineyard and him becoming a drunk or the vice versa i don't know um but we know it was more than just a little tipple yeah um we know that his drunkenness actually was probably an addiction Mm. and it was on that level and it caused him to actually enter the sins the the sexual and debaucherous sins of what god had saved him from 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 the people and initially yeah so we know that um he became lewd and he became um you know he uh, revealed himself um and he did some things that were inappropriate and not acceptable in 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 a drunken Mm. stupor and we get told that but bearing in mind that when we hear that he's now 950 years old wow <laughs> wow <laughs> um and i think that's just really amazing um that here you have this guy the champion of faith the only mm. one that was righteous the one that that enabled life mm. and civilization to carry on yeah and here he is 
lying half naked exposing himself in a drunken stupor at 950 years of age wow i know um it's interesting to me though that we're told for in great detail again about his failings mm. yeah. but we don't hear of any any of hers yes true we never hear about her again mm. after the ark we don't know about her yeah. um we know she's there okay because we're told that she was there but we get don't get told about whether she was drunk too or no. whether she was debaucherous or whether she had fallen. No. So we don't know that. Mm. But we make the assumption that she didn't. Yeah. And maybe this is where the faithfulness is important mm. because I think it's interesting that it wasn't both of them that fell into this mm, sin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe, again, I don't know this, but maybe she carried on the righteousness. Yes, yeah. yeah. perhaps. You know, maybe there was grace by God for him because of her righteousness mm -hmm. in that situation. We don't know that. We're not told that. But it's something to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what makes me laugh is that she definitely contributed mm -hmm. to the full unity of the earth because there was only eight people left. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a whole lot of unity, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the whole earth. But I think it definitely would have been them against the world for hundreds of years. I mean, again, yeah. we gloss over the story. Here comes Noah, rocks up with his family, and they build a boat. Mm. But we don't realise the enormity oh, of that, gosh, uh, yeah. the complexities yeah. of that. Um, but we also don't realise that he did it for, I think, 150, 200 years yeah. it took to build yeah. the ark. So, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of time. Yeah. To be up against it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, to be the the show in town, mm. to be uh, the fool that people laugh at, yeah. Yeah. to yeah. be the point of um, ridicule, mm. um, and to have to fight them off. Yeah. And I think there definitely would have been um, a them against the world mentality yeah. for years, um, but they kept their righteousness. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. again, I think that's really significant yeah. because I don't yeah. know if you've ever spent a long time with your family. <laughs> yeah. Um, lockdown, that's what comes to mind. Um, I remember very getting very excited at the beginning of lockdown. Oh, we can spend time together as a family. And then a year <laughs> in, it was a miracle that we weren't sort of, you know, yeah. locked up basically. Because <laughs> um, there comes a point, doesn't there, where when you're on top of each other for yeah. all that time and they there is no indication yeah. in the word that they did anything else. Yeah. Um, there's no talk about a home. There's no talk about family. There's no talk about nothing other than building the ark. Yeah. Okay. And being righteous. Yeah. <laughs> but they stayed righteous all through that time. Amazing. And I just thought that that was so interesting. Yeah. yeah. That was a feat. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, that was something. I think very significant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've lived with your mother-in-law for two hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> can't no. say that I have. <laughs> um, but that's basically what these yeah. women did. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that's really wow. amazing. Very, very wow. amazing. Um, and they kept their righteousness. Yeah. So to me, that you get a little, another level, a little sliver, yes. another little indication mm. of maybe how special these people yeah. were in the sense of their faith yeah. 
and their love of God. Yes. Yeah, they kept their righteousness, even though they had been fighting mm. for years, fighting the system, the people. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that's really amazing. It that is. tells me so much about them. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get a weak picture anymore. No, Remember at the don't. beginning, we maybe saw her as this little insignificant mm-hmm. shadow, but I'm actually getting a different picture of her now. Mm-hmm. She might have had to physically work at 500. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. four, 500. She probably, yeah. you know. She probably had to do that, physically carry, um, you know, logs and build things and climb things. But also, you know, she survived a a horrific flood. um, And she came out the other end still righteous. And there was still work to do when they were on the ark. Still work to do. I mean, you had to rebuild the earth then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, feed the animals, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, So, yeah, I'm getting a different picture Mm. of her than maybe the picture of her that I saw when I just glossed Mm. over the one line about her initially. Um, I think what we forget is, is that after the flood, she had to start her life all over again Mm. at her age. So we don't know exactly how old she was, but we, um, you know, we think she would probably be about five, 600 years old, 700 years Mm. old. Um, Noah was older than her. And, um, but basically, can you imagine starting your whole life again? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this in a human level is that sometimes we get so many people that come to us and just are broken and they just say, you know, I've left it too late. I can't do what God wanted me to do. I've wasted time. And that really is not true in God because in God, there is no time Mm. or age. Um, There is just absolutely... Um, position and placement and it's never too late to do what you should have been doing yeah yeah Yeah, so we get this real picture don't we of having to start all over again Mm. and what that encourages me is that it's never too late to be what you should be Um, and it doesn't matter if you've lived a thousand years or one day Mm. we can still totally be connected to our purposes and our and our reasons of why we're here um and that's what God does, and that's what I love. Mm. So I really get that sense, don't you? Yeah. Um, that she had to start her life yes. all over again yeah. at, a, at a, a significant age. age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yet that was okay, mm. and she still kept her righteousness. Yeah. I mean, that's going to take some spiritual capacity. Wow. There's lots of questions about capacity I have from yeah. Noah and his wife. I mean, how do you even physically do that? Yeah. How do you physically even do that? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yet they did, and they yeah. were faithful. I think the other thing that to me is quite a significant thing as we finish this is that she really does show, doesn't she, that God's purposes are for those in the shadows Mm. as well for those that are in the spotlight. And we must never think that because we're not up front, because we're not on a pedestal or we're in the light or whatever, that we have no significance. Mm. Because just our very presence is significant mm. yeah. in the purposes and and the identities mm. of God. And that really did speak to my heart because you see such a deception, don't mm. you, um, in the body of Christ about that. That if you're not up front and in charge, then you're insignificant. Yeah. And that's not true no. because we're the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And when everybody comes together, everybody, everybody has. has. Yeah. And we're not designed for it to come from that wrong, top-heavy no. position of one person. Mm. Um, it takes a whole people. Yeah. Um, and I really get the sense of that with this family, mm. that they might have even lost extended family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yet they they really had the handful. Mm. 
and they totally were faithful yes. and able to work together yeah. in order to build the things of God. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's pretty much it. It's quite difficult. There's lots of speculation mm. that we could do. Yeah. Um, there's lots and lots of things, avenues that we could go down. But I don't want to do that because I just want to keep to the to the purity of, of what we do mm. know. Mm. Um, but I definitely know that um, from the teaching and from the studying that we've done today is that um, our righteousness mm. is what makes us significant. Yeah. Our righteousness is what not only protects us, but it gives us our identity. Yes. And mm. it's enough, isn't it, for the the angel to pass over the door mm. because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I really absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just spoke so much to my heart that. Mm. Mm. I think yeah. as well what spoke to me was the strength that she must have had mm. because it came from she knew who she whose she was, yeah. why she was there. Yeah. And what her placement was. Absolutely. And we all need to know yeah. that. Yeah. And you can spend a whole lifetime mm. trying to find that. Yeah. But once you know what that is, you feel like you're planted in a place you can blossom, you can flourish. But also there was no alternative. No. No. It's not like she could there just was no run choice. away. Exactly. There was nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. The whole earth was going to be destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like she could go and get help from people. No. They were going to be destroyed. Yeah. It literally was, yeah. this was it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and she was happy about that. And she was happy she? She about that. Been. She, yeah. she stayed with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that I get to that place in Christ several times mm. in my life where it's almost like I'm placed with options that God places before me. Mm. And I just always come to that conclusion that this is it. For me, there is nowhere yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. There is no other, yeah. there's no plan B here. Yeah. Um, that, that I just keep on yeah. in the purposes and of, of God. Mm. And my desire is to be righteous, yeah. Yeah. to be right with God. Yeah. Um, not righteous in myself, mm. not yeah. self-righteous, no. but righteous in the right place yeah. Yeah. in God. Um, and I really have had very, very clear experiences of that with God, where I absolutely am motivated onward because I know there is no alternative. Yes. Yeah. 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 I love that. Nowhere to go. No. 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 I think I just love, like, carrying on from what you're saying then, Claire, that she just she knew her place. There's never any mention of power struggles no. or, you know, that she wasn't happy with what Noah was doing. Just almost like a perfect partnership yeah. where she completely understood what her job was in that situation. Mm. And she was just, she lived that. Mm. That yeah. was her life, was mm. just to be whatever God needed her to be. Mm. Absolutely. And just to fully embrace that mm. and to live with that. And it, it almost didn't matter what the crisis was. It could have mm. been any crisis. Yeah. It just happened to be that... You know, God destroyed the world, and she was on a boat. Just a little crisis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mini crisis. Whoa. But you know, it could have been anything, yeah. and you just really get the impression that she would have been, no matter what the circumstances mm. have been, she would have always been the one mentioned as, and she remains righteous. Yeah. Yes, you get the feel that that would have always been attached to her, yes. no matter yeah. what the situation yeah. is. And I think I just really love the bit about the Ezers. Yes. Yeah, and so just that I. they were kind of, yeah. they knew yeah. their purpose, they were helpers, supporters, mm. but they were still equal in that. And yeah, they was, were. They were still, they were designed by God mm. for God's purposes. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Definitely. And, and the fact that here we are talking about her mm. all these thousands <laughs> yeah. of years later. Yeah, still How relevant. relevant. Yeah. Our sister. Yeah, yeah. Mm, definitely. definitely. 
So it's funny, isn't it, that we don't enter that equality argument from a carnal level. Um, We don't roll our eyes because, yet again, here's a man and a woman's less than that. We don't buy into that because that's not how God's systems work. Um, That's not the situation. Um, God is a God of equality, and I do love that. And so he brings about the strength of this person. Um, But yet they are different. They are man and woman. woman. Um, And I just absolutely Mm -hmm. loved that that there was such a peace. That's never addressed in this story, that issue. Um, And I do really love that. So I I think of her very differently now than I did at the beginning. Um, I think of her now as a very strong person, Mm. um, quite a powerful person, Mm. and a person who maybe later on had to keep Noah in check. And I just think that that's just so amazing. Um, And gosh, we've got a lot to learn about that, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. So I think the message here today is that... um, where we should be is always more important than what we should be doing. Absolutely. (laughs) And that um, just being there is what authorizes us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah? Our heart connection Mm. to where we are placed is everything. And that we don't get bamboozled by our actions or by our titles or by our our identities. But what we get impressed with is our connectivity and placement. And that becomes our identity. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. definitely. Well, guys, I hope you've enjoyed that today. I really love Noah's wife. Mm. Um, it just makes me want to consider so many things for my own life, yeah. um, but also for the legacy. Yes, I, I get, a, I get a real sense mm, yes. of legacy in this yeah. story, obviously, yeah. but I do get a sense of that about what I want to build mm. in my own life mm. that can be handed down yes. um, and to keep the righteousness flowing yeah yes i really feel that so don't forget to check us out next time we're going to look at rahab next time love that we're going to go back again to the old testament and i'm really looking forward to that um so don't forget to check us out and uh, don't miss rahab so until Mm. next time we'll see you then Bye. bye